Welcome to a very special episode of Mastering Martech, a specially curated uh, video series powered by Netcore Smartech, where we speak to leading growth practitioners who are working at the cutting edge of marketing technology. I'm your host, Pradyut Hande, senior growth marketer and product evangelist. And today I have with me a very, very special guest, uh, Mr. Siddharth Roy, uh, CEO of Hangama. Thank you so much for uh, being a part of this uh, video. Um, Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's it's uh, fabulous. Um, so without further ado, um, I'd just like to first uh, tell what our viewers, uh, what this entire episode is all about. Now, the media OTT space in India has witnessed a huge boom over the last few years itself. In fact, an EY report says that uh, it's growing at a CAGR of almost 22 to 23%. And set in this backdrop, um, how is Hangama placed? What is its genesis and growth story over the last few years? If you could just walk us through that. Sure. Uh, Vijit, with regards to uh, the, overall, uh, the overall opportunity at large, what we've done over the last four or five years is Hangama has largely transitioned itself into a complete consumer facing business. Right. With our music business, which is largely into the streaming space, which is Hangama Music, and our video play, which is driven by Hangama Play, we have a large focus across these two categories. Right. And we've seen obviously exponential growth over the last two and a half, three years on the back of the larger change in the ecosystem that was driven largely by device and data. Correct. Absolutely. There was there was very clearly platforms and services and destinations such as ours which already had content in play. Absolutely uh, users got an opportunity on the back of the change in the larger ecosystem. Right. A massive consumption boom came into our services. Right. We've had exponential growth month on month, year on year, right. and these have doubled, trebled, quadrupled on the back of great consumer engagement. Okay. 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 If you look at Three years back, if I was to look at basic data, which was which was published data at that time, India was consuming roughly about seven hundred MB right. per month right. of of data. In this data set, which has come in literally last week, we're talking roughly about between twelve to thirteen gigs right. of data pages. Right. Now that itself is roughly fifteen x growth. Correct. Over Correct. the last two and a half three years, and I believe that as entertainment. Uh, entities which are in this vertical, we've been one of the single biggest beneficiaries of that. Absolutely. So what is this consumer doing today? Uh, this consumer, which currently between our music and uh, video property, we have roughly 65 million active users on a monthly basis. These consumers are coming in, doing deeper and deeper consumption. In right. India. For us, we've, we look at India not only as India, which is linked to Bollywood, we look at India, which is linked to the larger regional content. Correct. We are, as a brand, very, very conscious about the Middle India play and the fact that today we service the Tamil user, the Telugu user, the Kannada user, the Bengali user Correct. in the same level as I as I would go about serving a Hindi speaking HSM user as well. Correct. So, in so, the scenario like that, is it fair to say that uh, you know Hangama is one of the only few players in the market that caters to the English? the Hindi category and vernacular languages at the same level as you mentioned customer experience is so important and the fact that each customer across socioeconomic stratas and various language backgrounds are treated the same. I, I singularly believe that Hangama's focus on regional has been there as a company over the last 10-12 years. It started right. when we still had network based services, when 
I still remember my founder said that uh, when India crossed the 600 million uh, consumer-based connectivity right. in terms of mobile, that resulted in itself going to a set of audiences which never knew about the issue. Right. And the fact that regional content was already getting consumed in a big way, we right. just kept about going in-depth. On Hangama Play alone, uh, we started investing in the regional original space right. quite early on. Right. So to just give you a perspective, in the last one year itself, we've done four originals okay. in the Marathi space. Okay. In okay. We've currently got projects that we are working in Tamil, in Telugu, in Kannada. Right. And we want to take uh, local stories, regional stories out there and be able to bring these audiences closer to the kind of entertainment that we want to provide. Right. On the music side, we've been extensively committed into the regional space for the last 8 to 10 years and in the streaming space specifically. Right. Outside of Hindi, right. the regional languages put together contribute roughly 50 plus percent of consumption. Okay. Which means that it's a very important block Correct. for services such as us right. to be able to identify and go after. Right. So there's a very, very clear core strategy in place and we today service key languages across India, right. the total languages that Hangama today services is roughly 17 languages. Right. I think I did a minor glance at the app itself and the fact that, uh, you know, the uh, user who's launching the app for the first time has to put in three Absolutely. language preferences and it's based on that that you can kickstart the entire personalization journey. Correct. So in a scenario like that, I just want to pick your brains on what the key challenges would be from a user engagement or conversion point of view. Especially in the OTT segment where different players are grappling with different challenges. It could be, you know, increasing average session length. It could be converting freemium listeners or viewers into paying subscribers. So what would be some of the key challenges that Hangama grapples with specifically? So let's first talk about the fact that, so there are two sets of the, the question. I think it's right. a very apt question to ask. Right. One is the consumption journey. Correct. The second is going from a free to paid journey. Right. Okay. And the consumption journey itself comes with a whole host of vectors in play when you onboard a user. So apart from you going out and spending money to be able to acquire a user, once you acquire right. the user, right. you need to go through the entire acquisition funnel where you move the user from an acquired user right. to an active user to an active consuming user and then to building out a larger retention funnel with him Correct. where the core LTV in free or paid comes into play. Correct. Okay. Correct. So with regards to challenges, okay, you're aware of the, of the kind of uh, depth that the Chinese devices uh, bring to India. Right. So with them, there is constant work that we're doing with various OEMs mm -hmm. to ensure that when we're bringing out notifications, when we're reaching out our users right. on our products, right. our, our apps are optimized and homogenized for that Correct. consumption. Because that's a huge challenge for mobile marketers. Right? Absolutely. And the fact that we're dealing with sub $100 devices. Right. Over here, both runtime memory right. okay, and the amount of storage that's available to the user right. is very, very finite, Correct. which means that he needs to make a choice of keeping our products out there, which Correct. means that my products have to be hugely optimized Correct. to be able to handle that basic right. infrastructure that's being given, which is the device right. infrastructure into me. Right. In play. 
because at the end of the day you're competing for memory space, green space, and water space. You're also aware of our strategic partnership with Xiaomi. Right. Where we are very deep into the yeah. Xiaomi uh, stack. And that itself shows that our commitment towards wanting to go into Middle India, wanting to go across to the youth in India is yeah. very strong. Correct. There we work very closely with Xiaomi as a partner where we optimize our offerings directly onto the kernel of the device. Right. Right. Okay. And we bring in a lot of great consumer touch points mm -hmm. to ensure that the customer has an always on experience. Currently. And is building his consumption habit, which helps us to then move him from a free to paid container. Right. Okay. Right. So that's the big, big uh, piece that's getting played out. Right. With regards to retaining the customer mm -hmm. is another big challenge right. and play out that's happening. Right. And the third is with regards to payments and how can we bring in seamless payment mm -hmm. modules in place to give a ease of use mm -hmm. and create value for the customer for him to be able to shell out a certain there I believe there's a lot of work that wallet companies, payment companies are doing with with, with OTT companies such as us. Right. Where from cashbacks to credit card programs to uh, to uh, price off programs are extensively built out. Right. And we create very, very strong try and buy experiences where we want users to try the premium offering. Right. Taste what is available in the premium bucket right. to then move into a paid experience. Pay experience. Okay. So that's that's a that's a that's a big, big play. Correct. That's happening. Correct. The other is the fact that there is, uh, the, in my mind, the consumer is spoiled for choice. So you True. need to create reasons to keep getting it to come back into the service. Correct. So there again, technologies, platforms that mm -hmm. we brought in to be able to uh, assist us in right. creating uh, touch points and lifetime values with customers, which right. where both ML and AI play a very important role. So when today you come onto Anama Music, you've seen the entire onboarding journey. Correct. I choose, I get you to choose a set of languages, basis which I program and curate your experience for you. Correct. As you start consuming my product, right. the entire homepage of that product starts changing, changing basis your consumption Correct. Here, there is a massive ML AI layer at play. Where we start understanding what you like, we map this with consumers who consume the same content right. and we start then recommending in layers, Correct. which basically takes over right. the overall consumer experience. So your device or your home page of Anama Music and my, my page of Anama Music goes into individualization right. and the weighted averages are continuing to get better where, where we're pushing more programmatic layers right. onto these home page right. uh, layers to bring in a sense of personalization and Correct. create a consumption matrix. Correct. So that's something that I was uh, actually going to get to. Thank you so much for uh, broaching that before. And the fact that uh, the average consumer today, whether he is urban, semi-urban, rural, the fact that the average listener or viewer today demands greater context, greater relevance, uh, not just in the content recommendations that you provide on the website or the app, but also so much more across digital touch points, right? So that's where your AI-powered recommendation engine that continues to deliver these relevant recommendations across the customer journey becomes so much more uh, important. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'll just share with you. We use a state-of-the-art notification layer, right. which is basically a smart layer. Right. We see you. So I start sending you notifications. I realize that between nine and eleven 
right. in the morning you are likely to open my notifications a lot more vis-a-vis right. -vis any other time of the day Correct. So the entire AI ML layer takes over and right. generates those notifications based, based on your clickable cycle. Got it. Got it. Right. In play. When you are likely to be most engaged. Segments get made on the fly. Right. So today right. as a company, there would be over 1800 plus segments okay. that we would be dealing with. Now this right. cannot be done through humans. Of course. Yeah. It works through parameters that are built out, Correct. basis, consumption habit, and people are put into buckets. Right. And that's when technology and our recommendation layers are AI ML suites takeover, right. which connect to third party platforms to be able to reach out and create an omnipresent Correct. environment for the user. So Correct. same offering, if you were an email, right. this would move instead of a notification layer right. to an email layer. Got it. Input. It would also take into account what channel a user would be most active. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And all of these channels are interconnected into a single port. Got so it. it is all about us having various consumer touch points in place. Correct. We having a, a, a intelligent uh, engine which basically aggregates all consumer touch points and Correct. then decides which should be the right optimized touch point for right. us to be able to reach out to the user. And, and finally, the core KPI being, right. I need him to come and be an active consumer Correct. in my experience. Correct. So that then becomes, and the way we measure our core KPI mm -hmm. is based on a core core matrix which is time spent listening or, or time, time spent watching. watching. Right. Right. Now that makes so much sense and uh, I'm sure other OTD players are also figuring out how to streamline and make it uh, as seamless an experience as possible. Um, now when it comes to personalization, it comes down to how much data a user is passing to you to begin with. Now think of a user who comes to your platform for the very first time. Uh, one way to get them started on that personalized journey is, of course, getting them to select those requisite genres uh, or languages. Uh, but you require them to log in or at least register to, you know, sort of kickstart that personalization journey at a higher level. So, how's, how, how, how do you... So, it's actually, uh, this, uh, the way we look at it is that we actually start the personalization journey without him registering. Okay. okay. Because we've got cookies in place, which right. starts. And please understand, because we are entertainment entities, mm -hmm. our consumption matrix or our personalizations drive on the back of what's being consumed. Correct. Okay. So language, genre, city, right. all of that we get, geo, right. all yeah. of that we get right. in play. Okay. We're able to bring that into a, a, a single structure. Right. We then push users to create a reason to register with us. Correct. Right. That reason is many folds. For right. example, if you need to playlist with me, right. you need to register. Right. As you register with me, I'm able to bring in your entire social containers. Right. I'm able to tell your users what you're listening to, what right. you're sharing. It is your cho choice you want to make it public or private. Right. In play. We give you, you that privacy. You leave that with users. Right. Okay. Then we go into a gamification engine. Mm -hmm. We have a gamification engine which works on it. It's a patented layer which mm -hmm. works on consumers being rewarded for three actions. Okay. Watch, mm -hmm. listen, or share. Okay. For the share action, right. you need to register. Okay. Currently. Right. Okay. Because you would not get their social level. Absolutely. Now, right. this itself creates a great play out because gamification leads to rewards. Correct. Hangama has an amazing rewards program. Right. Uh, we uh, earlier had a digital rewards program. In December of last year, we rolled out our physical rewards 
uh, store as well. Right. Where today Hangama merchandise is available, right. all of that's available, and you can redeem that for technically free right. if you've been spending time on the app. And we've been rewarded, right. giving you points. These points are tech, are can be burned or redeemed towards these goods and services. Yeah. Right. Right. We also link our gamification layer across both our music stack and our video stack. Okay. Okay. So you can cross play it. You can be okay. listening to music, uh, earning points, and you can buy a a a, a, a movie pay per view pass right. on Gamma Play and be able to go and consume it there. Right. right. And vice versa. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, and a very interesting angle to all of this because I don't know of too many OTT players who have ventured into the entire gamification angle over all of this. Um, now, given the fact that Hangama has a video streaming uh, service, you have Hangama Play and then you have Hangama Music as well, how do you ensure that a user is still receiving that seamless experience without being bombarded by too many relevant recommendations? Because at the end of the day, there is only a finite amount of communication that a brand would indulge in. So, uh, first of all, it's a single sign-on experience. Right. It's a single SSO experience, which means I know everything about you. Got it. Okay. Depending on what you're consuming. Got it. We allow for uh, uh, our recommendation engines to understand user preferences. Right. And based on his notification and reach habits, we decide mm -hmm. how many notifications or how many touch points does he need to be reached out. Reached out. Got it. Okay. Okay. And that is completely based on segmentation and what we learn of you. If right. we realize that you open and open notifications once every three days, right. it will be a lot less for you vis-a-vis -a, -vis a person who is wanting these notifications right. because his consumption habit is based on aaj niya kya hai. Correct. Correct. Right. Okay. So there are various ways. We right. also do a lot of original content, mm -hmm. both on music as well as on video, mm -hmm. on play. That also leads to a lot of great consumer connect mm -hmm. because there's there's sizable amount of work that we do to channelize social communities of these actors, artists, celebrities mm -hmm. for this engagement as well. Right. No, of uh, course. In play. And and that plays for us pretty well. Right. Uh, uh, in play. The other big play is that Hangama is very very large into what we call as a short form video okay. as a format category. Okay. Because we are a mobile first ecosystem. Correct. Everyone knows that. We obviously Correct. have great presence on TV containers, on on, on, on mm -hmm. uh, various other containers. Right. But Hangama is a very strong mobile first ecosystem right. uh, player. Because of which the content that we put out, we keep it in mind that the content consumption, mm -hmm. our sweet spot is between 7 minutes to about 15 minutes right. of consumption. Right. Because the mobile device is an opportunistic consumption habit. Correct. It is not an appointment-based consumption. Right. Which means the ML and AI layers that we use mm -hmm. has a lot to do with recency of content, type of content. If he's for, if he's consuming a lot of Akshay Kumar, mm -hmm. then he would right now be seeing a lot of Suryavanshi. Okay. Okay. So it's optimized at that level. Yeah. Absolutely. He. I'm not going to send him a, a Hollywood Joker Oscar pay-per-view. Verification. Because it's irrelevant to him. At the end of the day, everything is so interconnected and consumption patterns can tell you so much 
about an individual user. So personalization and a solid AI-driven recommendation engine becomes so critical to any OTT player's long-term strategy. And the size and scale of communities that we're dealing with is all big data. Absolutely. Absolutely. If I'm going to get millions and millions of daily active users Correct. who are consuming hours and hours of content, Correct. I need to have platforms, technologies that come in and work towards creating right. a structure right. in which we are able to deal with. Right, right. That makes so much sense. Alright, so finally talking about uh, personalization, um, you know, the OTT player has to provide as relevant recommendations as possible. And over a period of time, you realize that there are some recommendations that stick and there are some that don't. So at the back end, the AIML layer is continuing to optimize those, whether it is based on language, whether it's based on genre. Uh, we shed some more light on how Hangamad is So it's an always on structure within our system. Right. We have a team that looks at search and recommendation together. It's okay. not actually a recommendation in a standard. Because I believe the entire structure works together. Correct. It works very closely with our programming grid. Okay. Because you curate, right. but that curation has to work. So there is what's in it for the user. Correct. So there's an effective ROI measurement on curation as well. Okay. When a container has a piece of content, mm -hmm. if the CTR of that piece of content does not deliver, then programming teams are asked on right. why that why content has been placed. Correct. So it is technology that takes over Correct. that action. But we have a large amount of human intervention okay. as they build the logic right. which recommendation and search uses right. to be able to right. outline a consumer offer right. out there in terms of the overall packaging that happens on the apps. As okay. such. So I think it's fair to say that uh, complete reliance on AI is not the way forward. It's human intelligence at the end. It starts right? actually, if someone tells you that by putting AI ML layer into it's consumption, not solve your I'm sorry, it doesn't, it doesn't work like this. Right. You have a constant human inter intervention. AI and ML are part of your programming cycle, which allows for user consumption data to go in right. and for it to generate a set of actions Correct. that makes the user consume your content a lot more right. or multiple times. Correct. Absolutely. The two actions. Correct. Correct. Now that makes a lot of sense. And um, on a final note, I'd just like to pick your brains on what you think is the way forward when it comes to the application of MarTech or marketing technology the evolving use of AI ML, especially in the OTT space, how do you see it move forward? What more can it do for players? So I believe each business to its own. Right. We treat it very differently. Right. I would presume categories in our space would be treating it very differently. The fact is that if you're in India, right. you're dealing with hundreds of millions of users. Scale. Which means that you need to get technology to enable you. Correct. Okay. There are state-of-the-art offerings, both external and third-party. You could be sitting and building it yourself. Right. I believe it's a hybrid formula that will deliver right. on what the objectives of these businesses are right. in play. I also believe that the core KPIs need to be extremely, extremely focused. Correct. And these have to be based on short-term windows, mm -hmm. which allows you to transition your business based, based on what your core requirement sets are. Right. 
uh, in a nutshell, the human capital is as important right, as the technology and the platforms that you get to the table. You need to ensure that that works for you right. because these are largely SaaS structures where you need to bring in your human capital. You need to homogenize the SaaS based platform right. to your requirement and in turn, it should be able to give out an output which delivers for your consumers. Correct. Now that makes so much sense. And that's precisely what Smart Tech also does, enabling marketers and product managers to deliver highly customized, personalized, relevant and contextual customer experience across various digital touch points. We spoke about the critical significance of personalization across multiple touch points through the entire customer journey. And that is something that is so valuable to businesses across the board. Uh, and on that note, I'd like to uh, thank you so much for thank your you. time, Sarah. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, for more such content, continue to subscribe and uh, tune in.